You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good. And all the time. My dear friends, we celebrate today the epiphany of the Lord. An epiphany simply means showing, manifesting, or self-revelation of the Lord. He was first shown to the three wise men, those astrologers whose faith guided them to Bethlehem. For the church in the West, this feast commemorates the coming of the Magi as the occasion for the very first manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. While for the church in the East, the feast commemorates the baptism of Christ. So the angels revealed Jesus to the shepherds and the star revealed Jesus to the Magi, the three wise men, Gaspar, Balthasar, and Melchior. And these three had already received some sort of hint from the Old Testament. Some 30 years later, God, the Father, revealed to Israel the identity of Jesus as his son. As John baptized Jesus in the Jordan, you will recall that while the baptism was going on, a voice was heard from heaven. This is my son, dear beloved, listen to him. By that very act, the baptism of Jesus, Jesus would receive a confirmation as he set out to begin his mission. So in the synagogue at Nazareth, Jesus revealed himself as the promised Messiah. And finally, Jesus revealed his divinity by turning water into wine at the wedding feast in Cana, where he performed his very first miracle. So Epiphany, dear friends, celebrates our journey of curiosity, adventure, and faith to the manger that brought the mystery of Christ. 
brought his, his grace also to every one of us. It is therefore our duty to now show Christ to all people, those who are seeking spiritual guidance. And God's plan includes everyone, everyone. None is excluded from however region or continent he comes from. So God's plan includes everyone and not just a portion of humanity where we are all coheres of the life of Christ. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we are Semitic people from an area of the world where all races merge. The Americans, the Africans, the Asians, the Europeans, all of them. By this act of God, we all are one body, equal in the eyes of the Lord, because he loves and cares for everyone equally. And our boundaries, therefore, do not and cannot even limit God's love. The other day on 101, I was driving, and I saw this sticker on the bumper that is written, I have found the Lord. I have found the Lord. And I was like, this is cool. Yes, it's great to find the Lord, but it's best to continually look on the Lord. When you find him, fix your eyes intently on him. So while we seek him, we will find him. When we find him, let us keep him in our hearts. That's what makes it all the more beautiful. So let us keep looking at the Lord. And I like to always refer to, encounter, to the encounter between Jesus and Peter. When Jesus beckoned on Peter and said to him, come. While Jesus was on the boat, Peter began so well moving on the sea. Then suddenly he began to sing. The moment he realized that he was drowning and was about to perish, he shouted, Lord, save me. I am perishing. I am drowning. The Lord Jesus said to him, come. And he held him by the hand and saved him. Now, sometimes I used to wonder what would have happened between that very moment when Peter began so well going towards the Lord, then suddenly he began to sing. Yes, there is a reason. He began by looking at the Lord, then suddenly he may have been distracted and took his eyes off the Lord. From that moment, he began to go down. That is what happens to us. We begin so well, our eyes fixed on the Lord, 
Suddenly, cares and distractions of the world begin to eat us up. We lose our focus. Then we begin to go down. But the moment we realize that we are drowning and we turn to the Lord and shout, Lord, save us. God is able to pull us out of our predicament, out of our difficulties, and he can save us once again. So the Lord Jesus wants us to find him, to keep our eyes fixed on him. And so we cannot claim to have arrived when we have only found one of the many facets of infinite truth. Only one of the many ways that the Lord loves us. A retreat experience, an internal emotion, the birth of a child in a home, a recognition of the depths of love, of friendship, or of our marriage, a traumatic situation or experience we may have suffered and survived, or even the death of someone there to us, our adjustment to now beginning to live as a single parent, struggling to raise our kids with the Catholic values, the courage it takes to deal with physical challenges and sicknesses, all of these, dear friends, are additional ways, avenues in which we can each find the Lord in our circumstances in life. So we have to keep searching for the Lord until the day we die. And if we don't, we will be spiritually dead. So we can now see the epiphany as a symbol of our faith journey through life in Christ. And this faith, therefore, invites every one of us to see ourselves in the Magi, the astrologers, the three wise men, a people on a journey to and towards Christ. Matthew's gospel today narrates to us the encounter of the Magi with the evil king Herod. And there are three reactions to the birth of Jesus to which we can identify. The first is sheer hatred. Herod and his allies planned to assassinate the child whom he sees as a threat to his kingship. He had actually murdered his mother-in-law, his wife, two brothers-in-law, and three children on mere suspicion that they were all plotting against him. He destroyed innocent children when the wise man refused to turn to him with the information regarding the whereabouts of the baby Jesus. Children still have Herod, even in our modern time today, to fear. Think about the many kids, innocent children that have been slaughtered. 
There are still heralds in our world today that kids, children, will have to be afraid of. Secondly, indifference. This group were headed by the chief priests and the scribes who ignored Christ because of their selfish motives, evil ways, and unjust lives. We ignore Jesus in our private lives to our own peril. Thirdly and lastly, adoration. The shepherds and magi had this group by adoring Jesus and offering themselves to him. And I'd like to invite all of us also who seek Jesus to learn to listen to God as he speaks to us through the sacred pages of scripture and the teachings of the church. So as the wise men were looking for the infant king, because people were tired of the great kings who dominated them, they embarked on a long and hard trip, following a star, occasionally losing it, and discovering it again and again, until finally they arrived at the simple house where the baby, his mother Mary, and Joseph were. Upon finding him, they opened their hearts, opened their bags, and gave him the most precious gifts of all, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those were the gifts freely given. Today, we look for quick fixes, quick results in many things. We like to cut corners. We do not want to take the long windy road. We dislike the hard and narrow road because we do not want to make the long journey. Even in our spiritual lives, we are looking for instant growth. And life is a constant striving and searching a constant taking of baby steps on the long, windy, and tedious road of following the star, losing it, and also occasionally finding it. Unlike the shepherds who were told who was born, what it means, what to do, and where to find him, and they do it, the Magi and every one of us realize that there is a greater mystery beyond our present conditions and must set ourselves, set out also to find it. We follow the evidence and sometimes come to the wrong conclusion by going to Herod. But the truth becomes crystal clear only when we find ourselves in the presence of Jesus. And this is where Making a habit of adoration becomes an effective avenue for us towards finding Jesus. Each time we sit before his holy presence, he makes himself manifestly clear to us. His gospel fulfills our longing and search for the truth. As St. Augustine himself would say, 
our hearts are restless until the rest in you. The three wise men from the east were led by the star to Bethlehem, where Jesus, who is wisdom himself, was born. Today, Jesus still wants people who are still far away to be led to him, no more by the star in the sky, but by the star in the life of every one of us seated here. We should be the star that leads several souls back to him. He commissions us when he calls us the light of the world, like city on hilltop. And nothing shines more brighter than the life of holiness, truth, and charity. I'd like to conclude with the words of our Truman, who wrote beautifully, and this for me summarizes the entire essence of this holy season of Christmas. He writes, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are at home, when the shepherds are back with the flock, the walk of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, set the captives free, to rebuild the nations for peace, and to make music in the heart. Beautiful way to put it. And so I pray, may the lamp of faith never fail us. May its light see us through the darkness of this world until we reach the heavenly Bethlehem where we shall see Jesus face to face as he really is through Christ our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.